Hello everyone, my name is Nurul Jindan and welcome back to another episode of Inner and Outer Peace, my mental and physical health focus podcast series. Today I'm joined with the amazing, lovely Mira Al-Ardi. <laughs> she is a owner of her own yoga studio, Mantra Studio. It's actually the first one in Khobar. So yeah, any props to you, wow. She is a certified yoga instructor, also the head instructor of Mantra. And of course, a micro-Instagram influencer, as well as a mental and physical health advocate. Thank you, Nira, for joining me. Thank you, that's so humbling. Tell to us more this. about you. <laughs> to, hear, to hear how other people see me, it's very humbling. I would never describe myself the way you describe me. Um, I actually like to go by Mims more than Nira. Uh, most people know me as Mims. Um, and Mims genuinely doesn't mean anything. It's just a name that I got from my days at high school, uh, and it just sticked and it made sense. Um, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, I like it. It's cute. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for joining me Thank so you. our viewers can listen, learn, and grow with us. Cool. But before we dive into the questions, I just want to go into what yoga is because maybe a lot of our viewers don't really know what it is. And yoga is basically a spiritual, physical, and mental practice that combines breath work and like a series of stretches I'd say and it's not necessarily a practice where you have to be spiritual to do it but it's just rooted from a spiritual uh, background I'd say like this is my own definition okay but I just want to give you guys an overview before we dive in because this episode is going to talk a lot about yoga so it's important that you guys know what it is so without further ado I'll dive in okay. so let's just cut cut to the chase what drew you into yoga what drew me to yoga? Okay, so uh, just yeah, I need to add on whatever mom would whatever I want to mind. So you just said, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so and I'm on the, just before we start, I'm very picky with words. Yeah. And it's actually a problem of mine. Um, I try as much as I can to um, to carefully choose the words that I say. And sometimes. Um, it can be misinterpreted, or well, it can mean something very, uh, like it would take a wider scope, it, or it would specify something. Mm. But when it comes to yoga, uh, and for me, um, now that I know, um, yeah, any more about it, I feel that it's very, it's a very personal thing, much more than a spiritual thing, much more than. Uh, something physical that you do much more than um, uh, much more than breath work much more much more than setting it into like this one yeah. box so how I see it and Hassan everyone has their own yoga philosophy and the way that they um, they sort of bring it into their lives whether they create a lifestyle around it whether they create a practice around it but it's it's a full philosophy and you can dive super deep deep into that philosophy and it can be like um, an all-encompassing lifestyle yeah. or for some people they would pick and choose so some people you would find they would focus much more on asana and on the practice some people would focus on breath work some people would uh, focus on like um, creating, creating a sustainable practice method and practicing for 10 minutes a day or whatever it is um, when it comes to me personally, my philosophy, and it's not something that yeah, happened, yeah, um, but 
yogic philosophy really inspired me and carried a lot of uh, values that um, felt felt um, felt sustainable or felt sustainable not to me but for me to sustain like a healthy positive kind of lifestyle nice. to go forward and this is not just physical it's also mental if you look at yogic philosophy there's a lot of ways of like how to deal with yourself and how to deal with other people um, and uh, one of the yogic philosophies مثلاً, uh, not to hurt yourself in any kind of yeah. way فيعني, this can resonate also throughout the practice where you don't have to really push yourself yeah. and end up hurting yourself but يعني, practice more restraint maybe or practicing more like rest taking it slow taking it slow and like just being respectful of your body so I don't want to dive too much into the philosophy because يعني, I'm probably going to butcher it um, but out of like the very subtle philosophy that I, that I studied um, I felt in, um, it really felt um, felt as a good way for me to like you know, يعني, uh, this is how I want to live my life and this is this is how I want to deal with people and this is how this is the space that I want to create from. So sweet. Uh, how did I how did I stumble into yoga? So I shared the story a few times. Um, sometimes when uh, يعني, this is some, something that someone told me recently and uh, you should stop saying that and uh, um, when people see you as someone who is inspiring, you are also accountable to hold to hold to that. Yeah. So, um, and I never saw myself, and I never wanted to be someone who inspires people in any kind of way. And it came from a space where I wasn't very confident of myself, yeah. and I wasn't. يعني, I didn't have a very solid uh, support system. I. Uh, I always يعني, minimize the things that I do. I feel that everyone goes through that, especially girls. Um, so Anna, I grew up um, as a, I don't want to say as an only child, but I grew up, I have a brother, and I grew up where we're seven years or six years apart, and we're very different people. Um, I didn't have that like kind of like, oh, sister, and like sibling relationship. To, and, like, no, I have a sibling relationship with my brother, but like when it came to like, Girls especially, it was always hard for me to create relationships around girls yeah. or like know how to deal with girls and stuff like that. So, and I'm telling you the story, but then you're gonna like sort of yeah, yeah. understand where it's going. So this is how I grew up. I, I had like, I definitely had close relationships with other girls, but uh, it's always, it always, always, always comes back to, to your relationship with yourself. And I wish someone told me that. Oh, I said you can even when some if someone told me that when I was younger, I wasn't ready. Like I wasn't ready to to, to hear it, yeah. or I wasn't ready to understand it. Um, so I had to go through it. So, it was it's it's always about your relationship to yourself, and I I have I had a very I would say a very toxic relationship with myself. It was yeah, I mean, um Again, with like the self confidence, I had a lot. I carried a lot of fear that came. Like I don't know where it came from. I was super attached to my relationships. So like, if I met someone, I would like grab them onto them, and I wouldn't let them go because like, and uh, 
oh, someone gave me that space, I'm going to take advantage of all of that space. You don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose it. And I was like, I had attachment issues. I had fear issues. Oh, I don't want to lose that person. I always want to be that person with that person. I always, you know, and I ended up like sacrificing a lot and like giving the other person exactly what they needed more. So this ended up hurting me. And I never realized that. Like, I always thought, you know, this is just me. This is, this is my personality. And like, you know, this is what comes from like being a person that gives a lot. Or this is what comes when, you, yeah. when you're a nice person. Or this is what comes when you're like, sacrifice a lot. I think or, this also falls into people pleasing. I mean, you get into, yeah, definitely. You just really definitely. want to it, make sure that the other, people, it, the other person is more comfortable. Anna, I'm seeking people telling me and you're amazing. you're amazing. I never want to lose you. You're you're amazing. Because that's always, exactly how you I feel always, towards hey, I always want you to be around. Like I needed reassurance from people. And mm-hmm. I did a lot of things to seek that. And like I'm very comfortable talking about it now. I, I, yeah. I don't think yeah, I ever approached uh, speaking about my journey in that sense. Like I think this is the first time I spoke about it in that sense. Um, but yeah, definitely there is a lot of re- reflection that goes on to that. Um, and also within that, so when I moved to Canada, that was in like um, late 2009-2010, I was basically taken out of like my my home and like my society and my culture and like all of that and being like exposed to a completely different environment. So my whole family moved, so it's it, my brother moved first, and that was like seven years prior to us, and then me and my parents moved. Oh, a lot of people would think that it's, it's not hard because you have your family around, but it's a completely different thing. Yeah, uh, yeah I need to deal with the family dynamic as a whole, moving from one place to another. Then I, I need, even to my parents, they have to readjust. Even to my parents, they have to, um, experience things in their way. Even for my parents, they they they're they're having to expose themselves to a different culture and go through this decision of moving to be with their kids. Like, why did you move? Like, it talks about a lot about yani humma their character, or yeah. the the sort of this inherited kind of um, kind of trait that I but share with my share parents. Now. Yeah. And they, and sacrifice this doing everything for the people that you love and being around all the time and just to make sure that they feel happy hey, and fear of losing them and feeling like not wanting to be a part of them so obviously this wasn't obvious before but yeah i mean until this day i appreciate us moving uh, moving out as a family La'anna probably i would say it was the best decision ever that they made. Even though that time, I was a very angry... How old were you? I was around 23, 24. Yeah. Okay. I was very angry about it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, can I curse? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. But I feel like also, it's a whole different... Yani, your friends, your family, the culture, the way I people interact. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of friends. I was very close with my cousins. Yeah. Um, and I was just telling my aunt how to say We were very, very close, and it was causing a lot of issues, and it was causing a lot of trouble. You get we attached to her. We weren't. We, there were three of us, and we weren't very healthy for each other. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. 
وي وير ذا كايند اوف 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 ترابل اللي يعني وير نوت فيري بوزيتيفلي انفلونسينج ايتش اذر يعني نعزز البعض مره كثير ان ذا رونج دايركشن اند Obviously, our families noticed that. I'm not unnecessary this that I'm talking about it, but anyways. <laughs> It's okay. Um, I remember in the dad, Ammati, when I was born, and my mother was there, and Ammati was there, and I was born and I was born, and dad, Ammati, said, "Inshallah, not, 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 come in this year, that every one of you, and there are two sisters and me, that every one of you is very different." So I ended up being in Canada, and another girl, uh, my cousin, ended up being in London. And the third one ended up staying in Saudi and getting married. Oh my God! So wow, like, completely oh, okay. different life. Hey, and like it came true. Like she really wanted it. Check it out, Dad. Come here, Lana. And then it happened. And I was like, yeah, this is, I literally just told her that, and I was like, this was a life-changing thing that happened. Honestly, it was. Anyways, I went to Canada and I started. Yeah, and it was like a fresh start to me. So I left university and I started all over again, like clean slate. And it was. I remember there's there was like this promise that I gave to myself and I gave to my family and like this is it. Like this is it. Like this is. I'm starting all over again. This is how I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna like commit and I'm gonna finish my degree and like this is really what I want because. What I studied before wasn't something that yeah. really resonated with me, um, and I'm gonna work hard for it, and I'm gonna get into like a really good university. Like I, I was committed to that. So when I moved there, we moved into the depth of winter, basically, um, and it's funny because it was my first experience with snow. Hitai, and I was like, "Mara, I was removed." Out of Did you like it? Because my sister, she lives abroad and she hates it. Because she's like, <laughs> it's like you're hyperventilating. Shuki, in the beginning, I, I, I hated Vancouver. <laughs> I hated it. Oh, she's in Toronto, but yeah, I, I mean Montreal. Yeah, Vancouver is like the warmest city in Canada, but I yeah. absolutely hated it. Probably the first two years that I was there, or even more, three years. It was raining all the time, like nine months in a year. It would rain. We don't get a lot of snow, but it snows from time to time. To time. But the weather itself, it was super depressing. Like Gloomy. It, she it, said the it, same it exact thing. It, it didn't help me. Like it didn't. It definitely didn't help me. But um, again, like this feeling of like isolation and like being exposed to a different environment and being exposed to different people, different cultures, um, and having your family with you. with you. So like I go back to my family and I like I did this and this and that and then like I got to know this person and this person and this person and then you would see their resistance because like. This is outside of our culture. This is outside of like what we believe in, or this is outside of like what we traditions and morals. Yeah. It's like you have to like deal with that. So I'm looking back at it. That was like um, a big step in my relationship with my parents that I'm really thankful for. But during that time, it wasn't happy times, yeah. honestly. So uh, what happened basically, and um, I would go out. Uh, so I would go to like school or something, and like I would be walking around, and then like my thighs would like just like. Going bad or like doing? No, like I I'm like shivering. Oh, you're shivering. Not from being cold. I'm shivering because like my Anxious? nervous system is like, is like. Okay, so like you're I'm really anxious. So yeah, anxiety attack. I'm super stressed out. I didn't know any of these terms before. But yeah, I mean, 
كذا جوني تضرب في بعض and it was like fear based I'm like يعني what like I'm like like ليش قاعد يصير فيني كذا and then um, I started when مثلا when كان midterm period or like exam period or something that is super stressful comes around um, anything that I would eat I would throw up like just my stomach would not accept anything and it's not like it's not that I'm forcing myself do you think do this is related to how anxious you were yeah, yeah, yeah. had the yeah. played a so big role on how was, you felt yeah so this is this was phase one with like me like yeah, shivering <laughs> and then phase two was like with the, the throwing food, up and the food with the yeah food. I, I used to eat at home most of the time and then phase three was sort of yeah, developing or having like hives all over my body so like small little like uh, rashes rashes the left just me and that was like when I was like close like I cannot do this anymore so I went to see a family doctor oh knowing myself forever I was always insomniac so like I wouldn't sleep at night oh, everyone who knows me knows that I'm not a morning person Like really? I tell this day, I'm not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. It's just who I am. Yeah. I, I have accepted that. It's not that I would never wake up in the morning. I would wake up if I have something. You just rather spend your time at night. But yes, I'm. I'm very. I mean, um, uh, I work better at night. I like nighttime. It's much more quiet. It allows me to be super creative. And I'm gonna talk about like the creative side uh, later. But say, I I'm. I'm just that kind of person. But when I went to see him, he was. And it's different for me. I feel like Anna, I'm the most creative with Fajr, yeah. and I, I don't find like yeah. it's not night. No. Okay. I don't. I just don't sleep. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. But so, a yeah. lot of the people who know me, they know that. يعني, as soon as the clock hits, يعني, ثلاثة, أربعة, I'm like, what? I could wake up at three and four, and I'd wanna. يعني, خلاص, ما أقدر أقوم, ما, مستحيل أقوم. But when it's يعني, when I've been awake for so long. I don't know why مخي يبدأ يشتغل ثلاثة كذا ثلاثة yeah. I'm like when yeah, I write a bunch of stuff down I'm like yeah. why don't I think of that more because yeah. I don't really necessarily know if I'm night driven or morning driven but I do know if any any one of those I think midnight is my yeah. time شوفي أنا definitely when I wake up earlier like in the morning or something I do feel like um, happier same and like I do enjoy the day I think it's I the weather the sun and I mean طبعا exposure to the sun You have much time on your hands. Yeah. You feel much more relaxed. But uh, work-wise, or like creativity-wise, or like alone time-wise, reflection-wise, I definitely prefer nighttime. Mm. And I feel that this is why, like, I I don't struggle waking up. Like usually, yeah. my 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 schedule when I'm working, I wake up at 10. So okay, 10 is 10 is late for a lot of people. I think and 10 is early for me. Same. Oh, 10 is early for me. 10 is very early. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm uh, I'm not alhamdulillah going through a lot of things that I went through with stress and stuff like that. Um, I have become, yeah, I, mean, uh, I have learned my ways so much that I like, yeah, this is just me. Like, this is who you are. Khalas, there's no change. Yeah, probably it would change one day. I don't know. I'm open for But it. Right now, you've But accepted the law that you're like, khalas, yeah, this is how it's been. But basically, I went to see that doctor and I told him like, so this is the situation, like, uh, I don't know what's going on, like these random things that keep happening to me and I'm not sleeping and whatever, and he's like, you're stressed out. I'm like, 
I'm stressed out. I stress aslan. Double my guli if he's stressed out. I'm like, what is stress? And then he explained it to me, and he, I'm, I'm like, why does like a 24 year old yeah. have stress? <laughs> like, it didn't make any sense to me. Ushufi, yani, I would understand if it like, uh, if it was like a Canadian person going through that, I would understand. Then yeah. also, I have a lot of, yani, there's a certain way the culture is or society the is. The impact on your stress level. La, for them, yani, yeah, for them. A strong independence, yani, since you're like 18. They move whatever. out, they <laughs> get a job. And I'm, I'm 24 and I moved to a different country with my parents. <laughs> And like, yeah, I, mean, I come back from school, I have like my lunch ready, everything you is clean, clean for me. Yeah, yeah, no, what is stress? Finally, he talked to me about it. He's like, it's okay, like sometimes it happens, like you're exposed to a different culture, a different environment. You're studying with people who are a lot younger than you, which is like, yeah. definitely it was a trigger. And that also affected how like, I was like, oh, I feel so stupid. Like, I feel unaccomplished. Like, well, you neglect the fact hey. that even coming here is already hard. But yeah. seeing a lot of people yeah. who's yeah. younger than you, you're yeah. like, why and am I here? I, I start comparing myself to people my age, from my culture, and I'm like, oh, they're married, and like they have kids, and like I still didn't get my degree. I'm stressing myself out. Now, like, analyzing it, it's like, come on, you've been stressing yourself yes, out. Yes, I have yeah. been stressing hey. myself out. But like, you know, this is my 24-year-old mindset at that time. So um, when he, he basically prescribed me something for sleeping and he was like, this is the only thing that I'm going to prescribe for you. Otherwise, just go do yoga. And I laughed. <laughs> I literally laughed in his office. I was like, is that a joke? Yoga? What's yoga? <laughs> What's yoga? Honestly, you're kidding me. Like, I'm not, like, yoga is not going to solve my problem. It's so funny now. Because it's like... <laughs> it is. <laughs> Anyways, um, so he was like, yeah, that's it. But see, I mean, this also comes into like uh, a lot of issues that uh, the, the province had with drugs and stuff like that, yeah. prescription drugs, okay, that. But yeah, I mean, he was a very mindful doctor. But this was that story, like the beginning of the story. So I did, I started going to like this yoga studio that was literally across of like my apartment building. And they felt good after, it was nice. Yeah. But see, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, Put on you, like okay, and he and you which is like what I see now. Like, with most people who come mm. to the studio, they're like, We don't have time. I'm like, uh, You can make, make time, time for like, this is something you make, make time, time for. But, yeah, I also understand with those people because, yeah, I took my time mm. getting where I am, so I'm a patient with people when it comes to like practicing yoga. Like, but then I kind of how long did it take you? Two, two years to what. Uh, no, to yoga. just get into yoga. Oh, so that was like, uh, let's say from 2010 uh, until I graduated 
I graduated in 2017. Wow, you must be very patient. Because it's like, you, you must be very patient. Seven years. No, no, seven years. In total, it took me 10 years to get my degree. But I, like, once I got into university, I finished in four years. But there were a lot of things that went prior to that because uh, I studied in a college yeah. for a year and a half. Let's say two years. Yeah. Uh, so they didn't recognize that so I had to leave it behind too then you must you were very stressed oh my god yeah there were a lot of things honestly but anyways yeah fast forward it was 2017 so halfway through going to university obviously I got more stressed out because uh, I was studying in um, one of the one of the toughest schools in, in, in Vancouver or in Canada. Um, it, it ranked second and there was wow. definitely uh, pressure for students to be like uh, to stick within like uh, the curriculum? No no to stick within like a, a, a GPA or a grade oh. per semester. I wasn't doing well. Well I wasn't doing well because I was I was uh, I wasn't smart. Best first year classes, you walk into the class and there are like 300, 400 people in the class and that stressed me out. So by the time I got to my um, midterms or finals, every time I would have a panic attack and they would take me to the emergency room, which is at the, at the university. At the So after that, they basically transferred me to uh, this department in school, it's called Access and Diversity. And access and diversity is basically for any student that has like um, a learning disability or um, any kind of mental or physical issues. Yeah. So the access and diversity, we, we transferred me to a CSI psychiatrist at the hospital. Okay. Um, to like just get like you know uh, just to check what's going on, and then I started seeing a psychiatrist and that was for the four years that I was in university. So okay. from the first semester I was there until I graduated, I was seeing a psychiatrist. Four years, yes. For four years. That was one of the hardest experiences that I had because um, I was heavily medicated for the four years that I was there and I was taking a bunch of medications. Oh, they sort of, um, yeah, in a Okay, I get that. Yeah. Like I would take like a lot of uppers and a lot of downers and something to stabilize me. So okay. well, I that's was, a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, and it was a lot on my body, and it was a lot on uh, my relationships. Like every time I would talk about it with my mom, like she would cry because like she has an image of me in her head when I was I was going to university, and. It's miserable. Like she's like, like you were like a ghost. Like you were, you were like, you were so numb and you were so angry and you were so. I was so agitated almost of the time. I wasn't stressed because like all of these medications were like numbing me, but I was super agitated. I was on edge most of the time. I was like, it was like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was like whoever Mims was like died out for mm-hmm. that time period and it was extremely like I had to, to go through that experience obviously um, I, I, I'm thankful for it because like I would see people who, who struggle 
and like yeah, I'm very compassionate towards that and I recognize that and I recognize what this can cause yeah, in your life um, and I appreciate therapy and I appreciate seeking help yeah, and it's not like Oh, I never want to go through this experience. I completely agree. Yeah. I feel like حتى بالسعودية بالذات هنا it's like very uh, stereotypical and whoever goes to therapy is crazy. Yeah, it's this, very this, this part مرة 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 I'm not sorry to yeah. say that but fuck that shit. I'm so, not kidding. لا like, seriously. This is not, like, hey, this is, but this is not something that ever crossed my mind. I know. Yeah, and, and for me, yeah. I never told my my parents that I went to to I I went to therapy. I mean, like if you tell anyone yeah. here in Saudi Arabia I need to go to therapy they think no like I feel like it has to be something where we normalize it in which people can go just because they need it they need someone to talk to I feel that I normalize it to the point that like I don't even I don't even like I block that noise but that's like exactly if someone, what if someone do. would like say something about therapy I'm like you're very ignorant Exactly. They're very ignorant. And because they period. Like, I'm yeah. not going to even like, discuss this further. Mm-hmm. Like, go and educate yourself of that. But يعني, and the way that I did therapy, not that it's different than anyone, yeah. but يعني, uh, when, so my mom stumbled upon um, my pills one day. I had, basically, I had a, an anxiety attack. And okay. um, so usually when I had anxiety attacks, they would last for hours and I would have to repeat it's funny now that I say it. I, I would have to repeat a mantra or something for me to calm down um, and I would take like one position it's, it's a super scary time when that happened um, so my brother was like uh, she has like she has a pill for that mm-hmm. and he guided her and then uh, she saw all of the pills and she, she freaked out and then um, she was like so like with my mom, it's not that I'm like crazy or like no. But usually with parents, they don't want to see that they failed as well. So this yeah. is a larger scope of it. Um, they always, especially with my parents, I know that for a fact, they did everything in their power to have or to give their kids the best life. They sacrificed so much. So to see your kid going through that wasn't easy on them. And it was very, it's not about me at all. It was about how my parents needed to accept the fact that I wasn't okay. Needed to accept the fact that I wasn't happy. Needed to accept the fact that I, like, and it's outside of their control. So that was super hard for them to confront. And we only confronted that later on during COVID when we were locked down together. That's a story for another day. But again, I graduated from university, so when I graduated, I was I had to cut all of my medications cold turkey, and that was very, very, very hard. On a physical level, on a mental level, like I, I developed like uh, an, an electricity charge in my brain, and it wasn't comfortable at all. So I went back to my family doctor, the yeah. guy that I that I saw when I first came <laughs> to Vancouver, and I was like, so. That's my story. Have you tried yoga? <laughs> and he was like, I told you to go and do yoga. Like, you shouldn't have taken any of those medications. And you should have just done yoga. Yeah. And during that time, that was like my rock bottom. Uh, my family left. I was living alone. I was living alone when my family was there for the past, yeah. Yeah, the last year. But uh, most of my uh, friends graduated and left. And it was just me and my dog in my apartment. 
and that was the only you don't reason. Look, he's so cute. <laughs> Thank you. And honestly, he, yeah, and I love and appreciate Theo more than anyone would like even fathom because during that time, the only reason I would go out of my apartment take him on a walk to take him on a walk. That was the only reason. Like I would sit in my bed most of the time and he would sit right next to me. And that was the only time that I would get out. Like I was I was completely oh my god, it breaks tears in my eyes, like thinking of my life like that. But it was a very hard time. So my mom would like call me every now and then and like she would check up on me and she's like, Annie, what's what are you up to? Who's there? Who's not there? Who's coming for? I was like, Annie, there was no there's no one. But see, Annie, there's one of my friends who's coming and she's doing like her teacher training and she's yeah. she's yeah, the most inspiring person I personally know. Her name is Nana Nadir. She owns uh, Karama Yoga Studio in Jeddah. I'm like, Lena's coming and Lena's like, Yani. It's not like Yani, she's the complete opposite of me. Yani, I'm not saying that as I'm a bad thing, but Yani, she's very different than me. Yeah. Um, I'm very black and white, she's very like colorful. She's very Yani, easygoing, she's like low stress, she's Yani. She's like this Yani. She's rainbow of a positive energy. She radiates so off. sweet. And it's it's amazing to be like around a person like that. It's very healthy to be around a person like that. And I always, Yani, and she's one of those people who sees the good in you. And it was very, Yani, good for me to be around someone who sees the good in me. Instead of like someone telling me, oh, you have attachment issues. Oh, you have like, or like, you shouldn't be like in this relationship or you shouldn't like there was no judgment with her like she would just go out with you have a good time like there's zero judgment about how you you live your life she sounds so amazing it is amazing and it's very inspiring and i genuinely see myself as that person but i also receive all of this judgment or receive yeah. all of this noise that sort of yeah the way i see it um, to, yeah, the true layer of my life. So, um, my mom was like, "You like yoga? Like, go do a training with her." So, I during that time I had a gap year. I yeah. applied for a master's, but I had like a year, and I was looking for a job. But yeah, I had like a political science uh, degree, so like I wouldn't find a job yeah. in like in Canada or Vancouver. So I had to like just sit on my ass and do nothing until my mom called me. She was like. You know, this is my investment in you. I believe in you, and I believe it would be healthy for you. And I can't eat so many things. I kill a shit. Be no shame. I had it. It's happy now. I was like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. I'll do it. I'll do it. So I go to the studio. <laughs> I walk into the studio. So it's a school. It's a studio and a school at the yeah, same okay. time. So I walk in and I'm like, oh, I'm just like, uh, uh, so she's doing a prenatal teacher training, which is like uh, yoga for pregnant women. <laughs> yeah okay so I walk in and I'm like uh, where do I sign up for the prenatal teacher training <laughs> and they look at me and they're like are you a registered yoga teacher and I'm like no but I practice yoga from time to time and they're like yeah you have to do 200 hours and I'm like that seems like a lot of time I don't have time to do 200 hours because yeah. the training starts like in, in like a few days so I'm like but I really want to do this training and like I want to do it with my with best Nana. friend, yeah. Um, and they they ended up giving me like a, 
a run for it, I guess. They were like, okay, we're gonna let you do the prenatal teacher training as long as you pay in full for your 200 hours, yeah. which starts three days after your prenatal teacher training. So I had to commit to the 200 hours to be able to do that training with them. But can we talk about something? MashaAllah, MashaAllah, he opened it for you. He's like, okay, let's give her a try. Like, prenatal, let's go. And he will. Seriously, I need. I honestly. As much as yeah, I need. To be right what now, happened? right now, I definitely like I, I, I don't want to say I hate teaching teaching prenatal. No, 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 not prenatal. <laughs> honestly, if I'm being honest, I think that prenatal would not be someone's yeah, any uh, preferred. Hey, 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 but I, I mean, I don't like, know why I did it. Shlon, shlon, يعني, it, it was easy to go through it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 that's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Oh, I'm like I'm always like. So it, it was an interesting experience doing the prenatal teacher training and I always yeah, I share that with people. Yeah. I'm like, it took all of me to put myself into that training. I had to wake up, so we had to be at the studio at 7 a.m. Well, that's early. So I had to wake up super early. Early my, for you? Yes. <laughs> take my dog for a walk and then uh, like prepare like my, my stuff, like my food and everything because like we would, we would stay from seven until four Yeah. in the studio. So that was the train. Seven a.m. until four? Yeah, every day for 10 days. Okay. So that was a big commitment and like a big like Very me huge throwing commitment. myself into that. So um, I was like, yeah, I remember Elena, she was like, I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna wake up in the morning. <laughs> she was like, Mims, خلاص, you're committed, like you paid everything, like all you have to this, do is this time, like I remember her saying that, like this is for you. Mm-hmm. If you ever did anything for yourself, this is for you. This is just enjoy it. This is for you. Yeah. So I really walked in with like, and I love that. When I did my prenatal teacher training, I didn't understand anything of the language because I'm obviously not a yoga teacher. Yeah. And like the place where I, I practiced yoga wasn't very any. Uh, they wouldn't sit, sit around and teach you everything. It was a commercial yoga studio. You walk yeah. in, you do your class, and you leave. Yeah, there's no more interaction. There's no more commitment. I walked in not knowing anything. So I was very open. Yeah. I was very open to receive that experience. And like the first day, I remember like she gave us like crystals and we went around like in a, in a, in a, like in a circle and then we sat and then we were chanting and I was chanting stuff that I don't understand <laughs> and I'm like, it's okay, like, I'm, like I, you know, I'm not going to judge this experience and I'm not yeah. going to judge this person like giving me this experience. I'm just like, I'm going to receive it. And like the teacher, she was like, um, she was very open and wild and like, just like this free spirit, like fully being herself, fully owning it. And I'm like, I love that. That's inspiring. Like I, that's, that's literally what, where I want to be, but that's literally not me. You know what I mean? Like this is not me right now. Like I would never allow myself to be myself. So that was a realization. Like on that spot, I was like, I never allowed myself to be myself. Like I would always do stuff for other people. So fast forward, um, we did like a lot of intense things during that training and it opened me up to the point to be anamagidas at so my immunity system just yeah, my nervous system just shut down. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't able to move. يعني I was just like going to the training and I was laying down the whole time. I had a fever. I like I was super weak. It was a very intense like clearing experience. All of these years in therapy and then 10 days of prenatal yoga teacher training mm-hmm. and it just like blows me. Like it opens me up in a way. Yeah, I know I definitely had suppressed a lot of like memories, a lot of like things that were traumatic to me, a lot of like, you know, relationships that I just like didn't want to like hit even think about like yeah. or process. And I processed them all within those During 10 days. Because yeah, literally I would get flashes. And then I was like, oh my God, what the fuck just happened? Do you think that it, though, like, the way you released all that tension, emotions, experiences, do you think that yoga played a role? Like because yes. you were practicing it and yes. that emotion, do you think that's yes. why it was? Yes. Oh yes. my God. I think it was. Was it like while you're doing it, you're like, oh my God, ha, and yes. you started crying? Yes, yes. I went through very intense experiences during that training. Like uh, we did meditations and I would see a full scene uncovered and it was a memory. That just goes to show how much yoga, breath work, and these types of spiritual practices shows you. And it takes time, and it takes you being super open to receive. Don't judge this experience. Just be open for it. And the most important element out of all of that, to me personally, is to have someone hold that space for me and to give me permission. She gave me permission. Like, she gave me permission. She's like, I see you, and like, you're amazing. Like, whatever it is that happening, went through, whatever it is that's happening, I see you. And like, just to have someone tell you that, again, like, it's like this idea of like, yeah, I mean, wow, like, this is a very open space. This is a very comfortable space. This is a very safe space. So I was like, okay. So the idea was like for my mom was like 200 hours you have it in the back pocket in your back pocket So I started my 200 hours and the first day I clicked with, with this girl, she's amazing um, and like we're together most of the time we do our things yeah. together and the 200 hours is like a long process yeah. it's, not like it's, it's not something you finish in 10 days um, so some, some studios like uh, offer like a 200 hours in one month and it's very very intensive so yeah, every single day you show up at the studio and you show up for 10 hours or whatever oh so you have to finish the 200 hours within that time frame okay. and I took an easier one which is like a, a part time uh, 200 hour yoga teacher training yeah. um, so we would go on the weekends in Nahar or Sabah but during the week, uh, the weekdays, we would go at night. So it was, uh, I think, I cannot remember, but I think it was from four onwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did that. Um, and there is a mandatory two-hour practice as soon as we get into the studio. So 7 a.m. At the studio, you're practicing for two hours. All the way down, we're done. Go and me. Basically, oh, this is someone again physically. I was weak. I was weak. I was. I didn't do any any sports. And yani, I was weak. And I'm practicing for two hours every single day. It was horrible. Best. 
this is the the the, the best part of yoga and or يعني, the, the first thing you want to do to be able to sort of unfold all of the other things about uh, about yoga is to be disciplined but this is discipline yeah, and you discipline. kept going showing up if you miss an hour if you miss a day they don't give you your certificate and it's a lot of money that you're paying for that training it's a lot of money that yeah. you pay so I was like I'd love to do this yeah you can never give them an excuse yeah yeah no excuse is is is, is okay no so I did my 200 hours and halfway through um, I was like so I never had a plan to come back to Saudi um, I felt that my experience in Saudi wasn't a happy one. I didn't feel that it's a happy space for me. I didn't feel that it's a safe space for me. I didn't feel in um, uh, the culture or the, 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 the social environment or any of that really resonated with me. Hasid um, and when it comes to like um, my relationships uh, with girl and woman, it started يعني, where I grew up. And it was always like very clicky, uh, not very supportive. Um, I had a lot of issues about coming back to Saudi. Hatta the culture switch. يعني already تعودتي على Canada. Yeah. Then now you have to go yeah. back to Saudi. ترجعين تتأقلمين. It sounds so frustrating. But even if I, I, I only came back. يعني I lived in. Vancouver for eight years. I only came back for like two weeks when my grandmother passed away, and then I went back to and then I went back to Canada. So it was like I never wanted to come back. Like I never saw myself living here. Yeah. Um, it didn't. I didn't understand it. Like when my parents are like, "Diratna ونرجع وأهلنا," and for me, my uh, family. Like I, I'm, لأنه it took a lot of 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 like things that I have to deal with out of the out of the table. Yeah. I don't have to deal with like you know what like society would think of me. I would I wouldn't have to deal with like culture. I wouldn't have to deal with like how girls do things in Saudi. I don't fancy. I don't want to deal with that. Like I just don't want to deal with that. Khalas, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. Um, and this was the moment where I recognized that, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, am I like shooting myself in the leg for like deciding to stay here? Like, I really need to think about that. Like, what what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, what are the opportunities that I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna have here? And like, why do I want to stay here? And why am I avoiding Saudi? Going back to Saudi, being around family. I started unpacking a lot of that on my own, and then I literally called my parents and I'm like, so uh, here's the deal. I'm not doing my masters anymore. And I'm reallocating that money to continue studying yoga. And basically, I want you to like figure out a space for me to come and teach because I want to do this full time. And the whole idea behind that is um, what I figured out eventually is that I, the only thing I needed growing up, the only thing I needed was a safe space for me. And like it's a safe space where I go in and like خلاص يعني, I, I can be sad and people wouldn't judge me for it. I can be angry and people wouldn't judge me for it. It's like this is me. Judgment free space. Yeah, a, a safe space. Like emphasis on safe space. Like where I 
I can be my real self, I can be as authentic as I can be, where it actually feels good on the inside, this is what I want to build. This was the idea. It wasn't, yeah, and yes, the yoga is a huge part of it, but the space is the most part of it. Like, the space is the idea. So I continued studying. Uh, the reason I continued studying, so usually with people, they do their 200 hours and then they wait, wait around for a few years. And this is because they, they practice and they, yeah. they, they use the knowledge of the 200 hours uh, to see like what they like, what they don't like. Okay. And then they continue the 300 hours, which comes into like 500 hours in total. Wow, okay. But again, if they want to do like extra trainings, they can do that. Um, and I have said, no, okay, I'm like legit like wanting to start something. I don't know any yoga teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a few. I know Lena is in Jeddah and Khubat, I didn't know anyone. And I started like, I opened my social media. I opened the studio's account while, while I was there. And I started posting myself practicing every single day. I would post my practice. Um, and it has nothing. Like it was just like, I have the studio opening soon. So a lot of people like interacted with me and stuff like that and then I was like okay I need to learn as much as I can because like I want to go back and like yeah, I want to understand this like not just the business I want to understand different practices the business of it um, and, like being able to offer um, different things to different people okay so I ended up studying like by that time I finished, I ended up studying more than 900 hours. Wow. And that was like all in a year and a half. Wow. So oh my was, God. Wow. By like, that time, by that time wow. I was ripped. I was ripped. <laughs> I was like, you know, my body was fire. I was like, hit on my energy. I was very young. I was very fire, energetic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think that I went to therapy or, like, <laughs> I was depressed for, for, like, the past year. You wouldn't think that. Like, I was just, like, this fire. I would enter a space and it's, like, you would feel fire. Fire, literally. Yeah, and in kind, very active, very energetic, very, yeah, I mean, I put myself out there. I claimed my space. I was, I was that. But there was no fear of me coming back to Saudi by that time. I came back to Saudi, I was open. I was like, I got this. I got this. There's nothing for me to worry about. I got this. So literally by the second week I arrived in Saudi, um, the studio wasn't done yet. So then they were waiting for me to come back and like, yeah, and they, um, Did you need to start something? Oh, no, no, no. Did you really that someone called me while we were recording? I was like, no, not the time. Okay, it's okay. Anyways, so I was... Um, uh, what was I saying? But you, like, you were ready to go to Saudi or they just didn't finish? They didn't finish. And they were waiting for my decisions first. And it's paint, whatever. We were waiting for the props to come in. Like It was like, and it's final things. But I didn't. I was. I had so much energy, and I didn't want to say. Fire! Hey, I, I didn't want to sit. Like that's, a, that's like that's a word of the day. I didn't want to sit on that. Like yeah. I didn't want to sit on that. So like as soon as I came in, like yeah, and my cousins would call me like, and they were like, 
خلينا ندخلك المجتمع خلينا نعرفك على هذول البنات خلينا نعرفك هذول وانا ام لايك اوبن ام لايك يس اي ونت بوت ماي سيلف اوت ذير اي ونت ميت ديفرنت بيبل اي ونت ميت ديفرنت اي ونت دو ديفرنت ثينجز So I started meeting people and then I established like a private clientele. So I started teaching them privately. I would literally go to their homes. And then I met uh, one of my favorite people now, Rimal Hamdan. She's the owner of Aura uh, Studio, mm-hmm. Mo Studio, sorry, Aura Salon, which is like something I always post about on social media. People think it's mine, it's not. <laughs> um, but uh, Rim was like one of the people who Yeah, and he believed in me without knowing me very well. She just saw me again. She saw me. She saw something in me, and she offered me her space. She was like, "You know what? We're closed every Saturdays for why don't we create an event around it, and you can come and teach yoga?" So this is wow. where I first started doing my public classes, okay. and it was amazing. The energy was amazing. Like we were selling out every class. Uh, people were very yani. positive and like it was genuinely like one of the best experiences that I've ever done and just seeing how like people are open to that because again yeah and you're opening this studio and you don't know like is it a lot of people keep on telling you yeah, I mean seriously yoga you think that's a business hit on my parents they're like yeah, I mean, okay plus we, at that time that kind popular in Saudi yeah actually nowhere my, it hey, wasn't that popular my parents are like yeah, I mean, we're supporting this hobby of yours but we're not going to get you have to apply and you have to find work you have to do this and this and that I know I put myself into it like I showed up for it and I I literally like showed up for it in every kind of way so I handled the social media for it uh, I managed the studio and I started teaching when it was finally done I started teaching for for I think about a year uh, full time so I would teach like three four classes yeah. aside of like my private classes which is not something that you should do as a yoga teacher because you would burn out very mm-hmm. quickly it's very physical it requires a lot of talking um so I would like teach for three weeks straight and then I would like break for a week and then I would go back at it and it was that that's my life like there is nothing outside of yoga that I would do anyways and then uh, at one point uh, yoga teachers started coming in and practicing in the studio and I started hiring teachers and that was the best decision that I have ever made it was very organic it was very yeah and um, it just like happened organically I didn't I didn't like call people I didn't search yeah. for them they just showed up in my space and again sahir yani everything happens for a reason fa bas yani I started working with different teachers um min zaman kinna I had a male instructor who only strictly teach taught males but then and I was teaching females but then I know I added another female instructor so now there are two female instructors but then I felt and now we started specializing so like I would method and talk to this teacher and like you're really strong in meditation why don't you like just teach meditation full time you're really strong in breathwork why, why don't you like focus on breathwork so we started like specializing every yeah. teacher But then he said and that would be very uh, greedy and like very wrong uh, for a space that claims to be safe space, community space and in service to all to deny people from access of like all of the teachers. Yeah. So this is why or this is how we opened up the space for for um, yeah, any male instructors to teach everyone, female instructors to teach everyone. Um, 
and then the community was created and it's like yeah, it's amazing yeah. yeah so I don't know I know I talked a lot I'm sorry no but let's keep going I'm really this enjoying this this is this is genuinely the story but I'm no like actually any so, so can I give you a hug you need <laughs> it no like seriously Let's think about it. Yani, you've been I, through a lot. What you did afterwards is so amazing. Well, I think that you should, yani, like you should recognize that more. I do. You truly are doing amazing. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I'm definitely, definitely, I'm humbled by my experience. I think a lot of people when they do stuff, like I know what you mean. Like when it's like I don't. I don't feel like I'm doing a lot. Like that's kind of no, like natural. Now I feel like no, now, like yeah. managing the space. I definitely <laughs> do a lot. I definitely do a lot. No, of course. But creating the space. Um, but if this is a very, it's a very weird thing for me to recognize that there is definitely a lot of sweat and tears that went into this also the mantra instagram let me tell you wow thanks, yeah, thanks. the design the graphic designing I'm not, I'm not a graphic me. designer let me tell you oh well right now I've, like, we're best. working on something like in school and I have to like it's a magazine and we're looking for like graphic and it's so hard yeah, to yeah, make it look it good. Is, it Let is, me tell you, it is, wow, it is. We're not doing as well as we should uh, on a on a like yeah. on a social platform. Uh, we we sort of I wouldn't say it's a problem, but we're sort of we squeezed ourselves into a corner. Uh, one of my biggest things is that we need to do ethical marketing. Marra, mm-hmm. I I cringe, I cringe at like seeing uh, the same post multiple times throughout the day and like people forcing product to be sold. I respect that yeah. and I get that and I, I completely understand that. Yeah. Um, I just, that's not my way. Um, I feel that, especially when it comes to like, again, this is like the philosophy of yoga. Mm-hmm. So the philosophy of yoga is like, at least for me and how I understand that philosophy, it's not about forcing people to show up for themselves. It's about people knowing that, okay, this is the time for me to show up for myself. So it's never about forced healing. It's about finding the time for you to, to like go and find a space that sort of uh, accommodates for, for your healing yeah. and for your needs at the time that is appropriate for you. So I can definitely sell and I can definitely like push, but I just, I want to allow people to recognize that they have control and they have all the power. Um, there is definitely like a strategy for that. We're definitely not in everyone's spaces all the time. We're just very subtle. Uh, when you look at our feed, mother rarely that we post about like, uh, which is something that I'm planning to change in the future just for for people to for visibility reasons yeah. but it's, it's mostly about like sharing the philosophy of yoga sharing i really the, like that if yeah, i'm being honest and now sharing yeah I mean, what is yoga stuff that are outside of the mat stuff that are um yeah not very physical not very 
Because I think like once you understand the practice itself, it makes it much more natural when you go into it. Yeah, and now looking at you speaking about just like when you were talking about the philosophy in the beginning, I was like, wow, like when you truly understand the practice and its roots and why it's so amazing. I, 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 want, it makes to say, you... I want to say that I do understand, but I definitely don't. Uh, mm. Studying yogic philosophy or any kind of philosophy is a lifetime thing. Yeah. No one can claim and uh, I know everything about this this philosophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is I, I guess the idea about philosophy and that's something that yeah, I mean, people always it's yeah I think on and they are interpreting in yeah. different ways. Um, but the thing about yoga and uh, there is definitely a tradition. Yeah. And there is definitely uh, uh, every teacher is gonna align with their teachers. So it's like, yeah, I have different teachers that I studied with and I, out of respect for them and also like because they taught me out of respect for them and I stick to that school. So you would rarely see people uh, dabbling into different kind of schools. It's usually yeah. one school that they, they run under. Oh, there's a lineage of teachers, and you know your lineage. It's like your name. You know your lineage, who you belong to, which yeah. school you belong to. Um, and for me personally, uh, um, I am not a Western tradition. I'm not, yeah. I'm not Eastern tradition when it comes to yoga. Even though I respect, I respect the tradition of yoga, and I respect the teachings of, of the East. The East. Best um, for me personally, um, I really appreciate going through uh, studying yoga in the West because it's completely different. Uh, it's com- completely different in a way that يعني, it's not forceful. Uh, it, it doesn't carry that uh, kind of guru mentality, which uh, I resist and I don't align with. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no one guru for all. Um, or oh, yeah, the self-claimed gurus are, excuse my language, but bullshit for Benisbali. Um, I'm not a teacher for everyone, and not everyone is expecting me to be their teacher. Uh, few people that walk into the space, and I genuinely tell them, I'm not your teacher. I'm not suitable for you. The way I teach is not like resonating with you. Well, and through you're not resonating with me. energetically. I'm like, I, I, I like I, how you say that because it's like you're not even forcing it on them. You're like, no, if this doesn't work, hey, find something else because hey, hey. I don't want to force oh, this I on them. I actually guide them. Oh, that's even better. In WhatsApp, when people ask us and like we don't have that offering or this thing for them, we actually send them to other spaces that have that, which is not our job. But again, there's the, like this community sense in everything that yeah. we do. And, well, this is something that definitely people don't recognize and we definitely don't speak about that and we don't have to speak about that but yeah, I mean, this is not just like a, a business where people come and do their classes and sometimes I have people talk to me and they say like we end the class at 7.30 they stay until 10 talking to me about things that they go through this is a lot of my time and my energy but this is also what makes this space this space like this safe space so you can like you know, be and the clear. Oh my God, I'm so excited to have I'm gonna be like, I'm definitely gonna come and book a class. No, like genuinely, and you kind of like. I, I'm gonna I wanna go to the space. Cool, cool. Any, even recording here, I can tell like it's very, it's very spaced. I can feel like a lot of, 
I can feel a lot of like the energy that you hold like you know and I can feel like this is a really good space for you to hold practices yes. hold even like meditation yes like even talking here it's very natural the space like I like the sunlight like guys <laughs> like this is I'm not even trying to yeah, you force it. It's so it's so amazing. And I could yeah, stay here all day. I, and I do that so I know. Like this is literally what I do before classes. Yeah. Like I come, I lay down and I just stare at the ceiling and No seriously, yeah, like memes. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this. Actually, like I am so amazed of how you're doing this and I I keep going I am sure that every single person who comes here is getting some type of energy is learning something so. new I so. and i've been here for just like about like in a, like I, it's my first time being here and i'm already like i love it so You're much i'm feeling it and yeah. i love it and yeah. i even want to we do my own force to sort of force everyone to like leave parts of their for their energy in this space but yeah um so Anna, basically after all of these years i moving out of that fire <laughs> so I, I, like very, that. I like that i like that i was very fiery i was very yanny and i needed that kind of energy to like open up that space to like show up for the space but after a while um i just uh i don't want to say i lost my fire but i i dimmed my fire just a bit or i dimmed my life just a bit and i committed to becoming uh, a restful teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, this is how yeah, and I like to, to introduce myself or talk about myself in sort of the yoga scene. Um, I like to teach people about rest. Um, and it's one of the most important things that I, have, I had to go through and learn for myself. Because rest um, can be sometimes uncomfortable because yes, you don't like you feel yes, like you're not doing enough. Yes, yes. Eh. Oh yeah, it's funny then. I teach something called yoga nidra, for instance, and yoga nidra translated into English is yogic sleep. Um, so like when I put it out and like people want to register for the class and they read the description, they're like, we're not going to come to the class where we sleep. Like we can sleep <laughs> at home. And I'm like, no, this is like much more than that. But again, this kind of like these kind of comments that you get like it already shows you resistance from that person mm-hmm. like no i'm not ready to go to like why would i pay money to like come and sleep like it's not about that it's about again this idea of like being open from the beginning and like being uh, allowing yourself to like experience different things and see what works allowing yourself to be in a space where what you're doing might feel uncomfortable yeah. but later and on you're getting it is definitely something uncomfortable like yeah. uh, there's there's a specific way that i i uh, sort of teach the yoga nidras and uh, it's scripted and i write the whole script myself wow, every okay. time and it's very intense and it's very uh, yeah it's a journey definitely uh such a cliche word but anyways, um, <laughs> it is a journey. Then you go through different things, and like it has like yeah, you know, body scan, and it feels like hypnotherapy, and like and then you go through like a visual experience, and then you go through like an emotional experience, yeah. and then so it's like it's very, it can be very heavy for some people. But yeah, some people are able to to sit with that heaviness, and some people are able to sit with whatever it is that shows up to them. Yeah. But it's like a process of like teaching people how to sit with different things. Um, and this is how I align myself now. I'm very much yin, and um, I, I I love and I enjoy uh, sort of sitting and being in this kind of like feminine energy. It leans towards, which is interesting. It leans towards um, the night, darker part of life. Um, it offers more depth. 
Um, it's a very sensual, creative side of, 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 of you. Everyone has yin and yang. You just need to learn to balance it out. Um, and I, coming out of it right now, or like sort of deciding to like uh, come out of it, is a place where I want to balance both like the yin and the yang in me. So I'm both carrying like fire and like ice at the same time. And it's very balanced. Uh, and this is like the optimal place where you want to be. Yeah. So it burned me out being super fire. And then now it, it made me feel completely lethargic for some time yeah. being like this very yin and ice. So now it's like so in the now soft it's spot. Like, it's a soft spot where like I'm gradually coming out of yin and allowing myself to find balance. I love that. Like, yeah. Thank you so much for You're joining me. I had so much fun speaking to you. Well, seriously. I hope I, hope I uh, like I don't know if I answered no, your question. No, you did. No, no, no. So and I, I like how I like the conversation was just I forgot about the questions like I was just I loved hearing you speak like I mean it like I want to have you here again hopefully like in a few like in a few more episodes I'll get you here again but I really enjoyed it thank you so much you're most welcome